It's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Medler, lovely cushion header for The Ghost Goal Podcast. Welcome to the Ghost Goal Podcast. We've got a special edition of the pod today. We're going to get you ready for it. The Champions League, as uh, that kicks off this week, as Liverpool attempt to win the title for a seventh time. Chelsea return to the competition after missing out, and Arsenal continue to play their football on Thursdays like they enjoy in North London. Other Premier League teams uh, competing in the league this year will also feature English champions Manchester City and Tottenham Hotspur. You win Europa like three years ago, you Uh, fucker. We win European titles, Javier. Come on. Call me when when you win one of those. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you guys have been in Europa recently, so don't act all high and mighty like you're fucking... exactly accordingly, okay? When you do that, you can act this way, but when you... Until you do that, I don't want to hear it. This is why they didn't want the Liverpool fans to win anything. Because well, everybody okay. knew I that mean, you guys would act like smug is- bastards. And instead of just being like, ah, oh, we're European champs, you're like, ah, oh, we're seven time. We're going for the seventh title. You immediately bring all the other ones into it. It's it's the same thing with league titles. If you win a league title, you'll be like, our 22nd league title. Instead of just being like our first Premier League title, you're going to be like, our 22nd league title. It's just that's how Liverpool fan fans are. Well, it took you guys a total of like not even a minute to get to bickering about Liverpool it's, and Arsenal. It's not great sometimes. When though. this is a Champions League preview pod. <laughs> well, I've missed Andrew. I've missed Andrew. Honestly, it's been a while I, since he's been the blame on the on Andrew. He's the one who brought Arsenal. We needed to get a little, you know. you know, this is this isn't a, this isn't about Arsenal at all. This is about the Champions League. Right. I didn't say anything. Right. He immediately started shitting on Arsenal. Right. And well, then he got an opportunity to 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 to, pra- to act braggadocious. I had to defend myself, for, you know. For more of, for, for more takes like this on Twitter and Instagram at Andrew Passara, at asmos92 at javierev 9 and at Ghost Gold Pod. Uh eight groups, four teams in all of them. This is the best competition in sports. Feel free to at me on that. Uh let's start with group A, PSG, Real Madrid, Galatasaray, Club Bruges. Nice little well-rounded group. I think we all know the two teams that we're, we're going to pick here to win this one. But I'm going to start off hot and say I don't think PSG win the group. I know Real Madrid is rebuilding, but I know one thing that PSG doesn't do well in, and it's this competition. They don't have that clutch gene. I like Real Madrid to, to, to figure out that clutch gene, win this group, and move on. I know things are kind of topsy-turvy, but PSG, as you guys talked about in the uh, – the Continental Catch-Up Pod is a very top-heavy team. I do like some of the pieces they had in that midfield and defense, but I like Real Madrid a lot more, especially led by... Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot to put on that first game, I believe, at uh, at the Parc de Prince is the first game of that game week, while uh, Club Bruges will host Galatasaray. I, I'm still going to lean towards PSG, even when they've been in tough groups in the past. It's not like this is their first like group with another European powerhouse. They were pretty good against you guys in two legs. It was two really good games. Uh, I know they came second in that group that year, but they came first in a group with Bayern Munich the year before. So they've proven that they can hang at least in the group stage with a lot of like the other European elite teams. So 
I'm going to pretty confidently say they're going to get first in this group and Real Madrid gets second. Javier, I know you had some whispers of Galatasaray. I know it's, I wonder, yeah, you you want to mention you your Galatasaray here. Yeah, I mean, I, I just wanted to mention them that they like probably won't be as big pushovers and they're probably going to be the favorites for the third place. Um, just because they picked up a bunch of like decent signings, uh, like John Mikel Siri from Fulham, Mario Lamina from Southampton, Florian Andrade from Brighton, um, Steven Nzanzi from Roma, Falcao. Yeah, so they they picked up a few good players that have some experience and that you could see like giving some trouble to PSG Real and, and like in Turkey maybe you know maybe getting a draw against one of those two teams. And I think Galatasaray could decide the group if they get a draw at home versus one of those two, because I bet, uh, you know, one of those two is probably going to win both of their game, all four games against those teams. So um, I think it's going to be PSG too, but I think it's going to be a close group. And I think, it's, I think that obviously the, the games Real PSG are going to be really fun to watch. Um, but that's really all that like you could look forward to in this group. Um, I think the, I think I the battle for third taken. is, is maybe not like for sure Galatasaray, and, and I don't know too much about Bruges. I just know they got they got raided over the summer, so um, they'll be looking to to kind of have a new look going into the Champions League this year. They won't have a lot of the players that they had for a while. I have so. another hot take about this group. I don't think Galatasaray lose a game at home. Maybe they draw Madrid and they draw PSG, <gasps> but we talk about it all the time. How how what the atmosphere is like there. That's a decent squad. They might be able to give PSG and Real Madrid enough to nick a draw in both of those games. I think they finish third. Like I, I think that they'll. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't think they lose at home. They, they probably. Nice. Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting to watch. That they'll definitely be fun games to watch. They probably the need to do even better than that, Andrew. Like they PSG. probably expect to not lose at home. Obviously, that's still kind of a stretch to predict, but. From Galatasaray's point of view, if they want to get out of the group, they're probably looking at having to win two of those three home games. Um. Like hopefully all three, obviously, but that's kind of Definitely. hoping for a bit too much. But I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little. Uh, I, I don't think any of us are going to pick them, are we? I think, I think both of those teams that were hard to be had. Like if offensively, Galatasaray or Bruges have something that you know catches them off guard, then yeah, I, I, I could see either PSG and Real haven't had the most. Um, like defensively solid starts to the season, both having had, you know, not great results so far in the league. Galatasaray neither, but yeah, I just think that all these teams are there to be had. And, and I don't know if, I mean, PSG, they, they did have some really good moves in the summer. We kind of didn't hit on them that much in the, in the pod when we were talking about France, because we kind of just were like, yeah, I mean, they're going to win the league, but they, they made a bunch of good moves too. And I think, I think they made a lot of strengthening in places that they really needed to, especially the midfield getting like under Herrera and Idris Gay. I think it makes the. They're obviously looking. Where would you to win rank the them right League. now? And it, the, how they do in the games against Real Madrid, I think it's going to be a really good like measurement for how like if they just blow away Real, then then yeah, that could be like a, a really scary team. I mean, they kept, they held on to Neymar. You know, they they got rid of some of their dead weight. I don't know. They have more depth. It's another year under Tuchel. I've got them in like the top five. You know, maybe like who, four, who were, four, who were the fifth. Four above them. Who were the four above them then? Uh, I would say like Liverpool, Barcelona, yeah, Juventus, that far. and that's pro- that's probably that's probably like around I mean, where I would get to. I think it's you those, know? and then three maybe Man City. Are the only ones that yeah. have like higher expectations in the Champions League this year than than PSG, where like 
Uh, yeah, it's fair. I mean, I think uh, the they can be all in there, but I think PSG, you know, this year more so than others, and I've always kind of backed them in the last couple of years on the pod. Just and they they have they've, they've disappointed me for sure. Yeah, I just think that I got a feeling that if they if they want to make a run, it's going to have to be this year because they're not hanging on to Neymar another year. You know, I think he's, he's addition by subtraction sure maybe? next year. So they 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 got one less hurrah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely addition by subtraction, I would say, and and I, I think too we see Icardi kind of phase Cavani out of the starting lineup on a regular basis. I think he's the kind of the heir apparent there. If well, that's another that's another X factor where if he just you know works out in that team, we have no idea what PSG can look like. They they might be able to hit another level that we haven't seen. They're definitely so. going to rotate well. Yeah. All right, let's move over to Group B. We got Bayern Munich taking on Tottenham. We got Olympiacos and Red Star Belgrade. Uh, as we realized last year, or me in particular, Red Star Belgrade away not an easy game. No, this is kind of a fun group. It's this good. is kind of a fun group. I. No, Bayern went and made out a ton of signings. I still don't buy the management there. I think Tottenham can win this group. I think Bayern have the better team, but if there's one thing I've consistently seen on the internet about Bayern is how everyone hates the man. Also, Tottenham have been really good in the group stages like the last few years. I know they, they kind of had to make a great escape last year, getting a result like in Barcelona to, to get out of the group, but... They've had hard, really hard groups the last two years, like insanely hard groups. And I mean, this won't be the hardest group for them. I, th- I think we we all probably agree that you know Bayern and Tottenham get out. It's just like who gets first or second, and then who gets that third spot. Because like you said, Red Star. I mean, that's going to be a really hard game away. And Olympiacos, they're also in the Champions League. I mean, uh, away from home, they're they're really dreadful. They almost never get a result. But at home, you know, like a lot of these Champions League teams, that's where they their bread and butter is, and I think they came second last year, so in Greece, and and they they came through the qualifiers. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm uh, Greek teams haven't done great, and the Greek national team hasn't been great in in it's probably some of the worst results they have. They haven't won in the last like two years, something like that. And they've drawn like Liechtenstein twice, and like Estonia, and some really awful teams that you know they're they're used to beating those teams. So. I kind of think Greek football in general is not great, so my like hot take for this might be Red Star finishing third, and I think that they might surprise, you know, Tottenham or Bayern at home in 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 their like, you know, in their pedigree and what they do. But what do you guys like? Who do you guys think? I, I think I think Tottenham might might win the group. Too. You guys have Tottenham winning. I think Bayern actually have it's a Tottenham. The same thing I have. But I think Bayern actually have a title race on their hand this year. Yeah, I have Tottenham winning. Yeah, it. both I, we both have Tottenham, and I also for everything you just said about Red Star is the same reason I agree with you. Like, uh, I, I kind of I know I don't know a lot about either Red Star or Olympiacos, but I know in particular that away at Red Star is going to be just a bloodbath in. It's, it's a tough place to play. Red Star did get played off the pitch, though, at Anfield and at PSG when they played in the same group as us and Napoli last year. So I know that firsthand from what they did last year. But, yeah, I love Spurs to win this group. I think Didn't they get, like, a draw in Naples? Yeah, I think they did get the draw. Right. They, might, they were yeah. like they were pretty good last year in the Champions League. So I'm sure they'll they'll be looking to, like, build on, on, on like, us. what was a decent group stage they last year. They beat us in the Champions League. They beat Liverpool and Napoli at home and lost to PSG in the final match day. And they still had a chance of getting into Europa League on the final match day of the Champions League group. So That's what I'm saying. I mean, I wouldn't take them just like as a joke in this, um, but yeah, yeah. I'm guessing, thought, Alex, you're going to say I mean, I'm Bayern. guessing I'm the only one who's watched Tottenham recently. Like, they're not really playing well, and the group starts next week. 
Yeah, I just think like sure, Champions League is, is, there, is their escape, you know. Six, they might still do it's, what... It's six match days stepped out over time. It's like right now, today, they might not be playing well, but that... No, of course. Like as these players of get course, I'm just... And- I just think it kind of translates, looking at the schedule also that Tottenham have to face, it kind of looks like it's going to translate to a similar year to last year because their first three games, or the front half of that six-game stretch is at Olympiacos, home Bayern, at Red Star Belgrade. So that's the, the two away games versus the two, like the other good teams or the the not as good teams in the group are your in your first three games. Olympiacos is maybe not as uh, vitriolic of an atmosphere as uh, Belgrade is, but I mean, it's still a very long trip uh, and very difficult conditions. It's, uh, it's uh, nothing to slouch about. So I wouldn't be surprised if they had like two points maybe going into the final three games of the of the, of the group and have to pull off. I mean, it's not going to be as tough as facing Inter and Barca was last year and PSV also. But I think it's going to be them coming from like a position where they're kind of struggling at first and get, get into second eventually on like the last or second to last game uh, match week. So, I mean, to talk about Bayern, if you... Uh, we didn't really talk about any of their, their their major transfers in our Continental Catch-Up pod the other day. I think it's another case, along with plenty of other teams I've talked about. Um, it, I, I think this year is probably a bit too soon, but if Kovacs like, shows enough promise as the, uh, the, the the head coach, then we could be looking at another couple of years after this where th- these players like uh, Pavard and, uh, and Hernandez... They paid $90 million for Lucas yeah, Hernandez. Yeah, Lucas Hernandez is one of the best left backs coming up. for Pavard? Pavard is slotted right into center back or right back. We've seen Kimmich play a little bit more midfield at times. And then Coutinho and Perisic on loan. It, that, that's Those are some good signings. Also, wow. also, don't forget that what Hernandez does is in, he, he doesn't just play left back for them he lets them move Alaba into midfield which is a position he prefers to play he's kind of played that left back position for so long that everyone forgets he ra- he plays defensive midfielder for uh for the Austrian national team and he like he has a cannon of a leg he's a solid defender I, I think that's a big asset for them I, I just I've always had questions again about this Bayern team when it comes under pressure and we saw them against Liverpool last year I think and also too they don't have. They have one fast guy on this team. They're such a different they, team, though. It's, I think they're going to look really different. It's been a, this it's a year. very different team, man. Like it is, but they and still plus only have they're one not fast player on that team. Like mm. you, like they only have Coman. They don't have uh, Serge Gnabry. Yeah, yeah, but it, and now and then they picked up Perisic too. So I think they 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 may have addressed that a little bit. Lucas Hernandez is pretty fast for a center back. I don't know. I think they. For like a center back slash left back, they they I think they they've got a lot of. I guess they they lost what they lost Hummels so, Hern- well, Hernandez is just Hummels like they, well they, they right knew that was over, they sold him yes, but it wasn't like they had to sell him. It was more of, hey, you're not going to play a lot here. Do you want to go play elsewhere? From what I read, so I mean so, the the real question with with Bayern, I'm, I'm not even. Saying I, I think they need. As if they can win the right, yeah. I'm not even yeah. suggesting that they're one of the favorites. I probably even have them behind PSG, like as like the five, fifth favorite, yeah, so something like that. But it, getting out of the group, I think they can. I can't think they can manage that. Maybe they draw Tottenham away in that in that first game and, and beat them back at home. But uh, you know, for the most part, strength of schedule wise, Tottenham are coming up against usually a tougher league schedule than what Bayern are facing. I agree with you that they have a, a league title race on their hands, but. They for sure have the, the depth to handle both. Like it's not even a question with this Bayern team. I'm more looking at uh, over 
specifically the league games too, see if it bleeds into the Champions League games, how they like solve that midfield problem, whether it is Alaba, like you said, Andrew, or uh, whether it's Kimmich who maybe gets a chance to step in the midfield where he usually played as a, as a younger player and maybe Pavard gets tried right look- back and how that midfield like meshes and starts to control games. Cause that's one thing we haven't really seen from Kovac Bayern teams yet. They've been really strong on the counterattack and they've been like decent in possession against teams that have given them possession, but we haven't seen them really like control a game uh, or control games like, uh, like consistently against really good opposition. I, at least not for my eyes, you know, they, it, it never looks like they're easily breaking through, uh, like pressing or anything like that. It's, it, it seems like a struggle every time they do get a good result. Uh, I agree. I, like I said, I have Bayern Yudin out of the group. I have them in second. I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like Spurs might be able to handle them. I just, yeah. Tottenham just haven't given me anything to go off of, like, uh, since Ajax. Like, they really haven't given me anything. That's fair. That's fair. Let's move down to, uh, Alex, who do you have coming out in third? Are we doing that? Are we doing uh, I'm third place team? Yeah, fine. I'll go. I'll go Red Star. I'll go we're Red all, Star. So we're all rolling with Red Star. All right, let's jump over to yeah. Group C, which is Manchester City, Shakhtar Donetsk, Dinamo Zagreb, and Atalanta. Shakhtar Donetsk and Manchester City have met in the Champions League. What, like the last three seasons now? Yep. Something. This is the third. Yeah, in the group stage, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Kind of wild. The Manchester City also getting cup luck once again. I'm just saying. Although, look, I am excited. If there's one team that I'm excited to watch in this group stage, it is Atalanta. They come in. They're the fourth-place team out of Serie A last year. They're they're making their first-ever appearance in the Champions League. This is a team that has produced a fair amount of guys who have kind of gone on to other teams in Serie A. Like, Frank Kessie came through at Atalanta. There's a couple other guys that I'm blanking on. Uh, I really like their center forward, the Argentinian guy. He's really solid. I, I want to say Gomez. I played with him in FIFA a ton last year and watched him. Papu. He's solid. Yeah. I I think I'm excited to watch them. I think they might be able to do some damage, but look, Manchester City is going to run away with this group. If Manchester City drop I mean, that's that, that's really not the question. If Man, do, if, will Manchester United... I think they're going to win every game Man, in this will group. Will Man City win all of their home games in this group is my bigger question because they weren't able to do that last oh, year. Oh, definitely that, but... They had they lost at home to to Lyon last year in the man in the in the Champions League. Yeah, but there's no team as strong as Lyon right now in the, in that group. Um, Atalanta. I mean, I don't want to over speak about them, but I, I have them getting second. Um, they, I mean, Shakhtar and Dinamo Zagreb. I can't lie to you and tell you I know a bunch about Dinos, Dinamo Zagreb, but they usually they've gone far in Europa League or at least made somewhat of a run in Europa League and, and gotten into the knockout stages the last like couple of years. Um, so I think that third place spot is, I mean, if they may even hope that they can get the second place spot, but I think they'll be fine settling with the Europa League spot and seeing if they can qualify again uh, through that. Meanwhile, Shakhtar Donetsk just lost their, their manager over the offseason, uh, Fonseca, who was hired by Roma. So they're in somewhat of a rebuild which just kind of leaves Atalanta. They haven't really lost many significant pieces this summer, except uh, uh, one of their center backs, uh, Mancini, who we spoke about. We went to Roma on one of our last pods. Uh, and you know, other than that, like you said, the whole attacking force is basically there. They brought back Pasalic in midfield, who's on loan from Chelsea and was a big part of the team last year. And then, uh, I mean, the real... Uh, game changer for them next to Gomez is uh, Duvan Zapata, the big Colombian center forward. He's he's a, he's a favorite of mine, and uh, I think people are gonna maybe not fall in love with 
this Gasparini uh, team, but you know they'll they'll start to think, oh, maybe not all teams, not all Italian teams are super defensive. These teams like to attack too, and that's a stereotype that's fast become uh, archaic when talking about the Italian league. Uh, Duvan Zapata's start I, strong start to the season: two goals in two games, scored twenty eight times last year for Atalanta in all competitions. Yeah, he was a man. I think I might roll with you, Alex. I think I think I'm gonna take. Atalanta in second, and I'll take I'll take uh, Shakhtar in third. Have them dropping down to Europa League again. I'll take I'll, I'll take Zagreb in third. Oh, yeah. But I thought we were just picking first and second. But I mean, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go a little bit different than you guys here, and I think you guys are just not really counting Zagreb when. Okay, Javier, tell us Zag- about Zagreb. Yeah, let me tell you about Zagreb. What did you they just Google while of, I was talking? No, no, they have a couple of really good players that. Um, could make a splash in the Champions League of this year. They have the sh- the, the the young striker uh, Petkovic, who I think he scored a couple goals. He scored like a really nice goal when he came on for Croatia in this last qualifier they played. Yes, Javier, I sent and, it to you. Yeah, <laughs> the exactly. nice turn, he, but uh, yeah. He also scored a couple goals against uh, Rosenberg in the Champions League qualifier for Zagreb, and behind him is Danny Olmo, a player who Tottenham and Real Madrid and a bunch of other teams were like trying to buy this summer. Um, didn't end up getting a deal done, but he's a really exciting talent. Uh, Span like you know who did really well for the Spanish national team in the U twenty one World Cup, and yeah, he's uh, he's an exciting one to watch. And I think I think those two together are uh, an exciting like pair that could make some splashes in this group because. That second spot is open, and I'm sure all of these teams fancy themselves, you know, with their home records to get, you know, good results at home against each other, and then you know maybe nick a draw away, and and that could be enough to just get through. You know, it, all of them are probably going to get spanked by City, but the teams that can, you know, not get completely destroyed, um, I think Atalanta might might just try and attack City and get like completely opened up, and I don't know. I I mean I I I, I like oh, that you, you guys are you know, calling them to finish second. It's it's it's. It's clever, but I, I think I'm going to go with Zagreb. I'm going to go City first, Zagreb second, and uh, Atalanta third. I feel like a bad person of Croatian descent for not pick, picking Zagreb, but uh, I, I look, them getting into the group stages would be a pretty big upset. Like, I think a lot of people know Shaq. I, I don't think it was be, it would be as big of an upset as you think, Andrew. Like, I, I know it's the you're thinking of like an Italian team like a more traditional league but you know Atalanta aren't really European proven like it is kind of a risk us taking Atalanta don't forget they are the pot four team here in this group um, I mean I think Shakhtar is, is obviously the one that has European pedigree and has gotten to the knockout stages many many times I was just looking at you know what their activity was this summer and I don't know it doesn't look like they they didn't really bring that many players in so I, I don't know if you know the ta- they, they've gotten Rated a lot. Maybe it's just their academy. They have the players they already have there. They develop a lot. Um, of, a lot of players who go. Through they to, do. To, they to do. The Croatian national team come through from this team. So I think if anything, this is a solid team to. to like, I think their games will be fun. But I was gonna say, if you're watching games from the uh, this group, I wouldn't watch the Manchester City ones. Definitely <laughs> like not. I would watch. I would watch whatever two teams are playing that aren't playing against Manchester City because we're not gonna see. We're not gonna be, be proven. Of anything by Manchester City until the group stage, at least. I would, I would totally agree. Let's move over to Group D. This one's, this one's a nice. This one's going to be a very fun group. We got Juventus, the champions of, of Italy, taking on Atletico Madrid, Bayer Leverkusen from Germany, and Lokomotiv Moscow from Russia. 
the the best part about this group is that we get another Juventus Atletico Madrid tie after that whole that whole thing last year where Atleti were up 2-0 went to Juve did nothing and then Cristiano Ronaldo hat-trick won it for Atletico Madrid. I those those two ties are going to be so much fun. That that was the that was the big uh Diego Simeone suspend he got he got fined for that the the um gesticulation isn't the right word um you know what i'm you, the air yes, humps thank you that didn't yeah i thank yeah there's a better word for it i can't think the of hip thrust the grabbing his crotch yes right yes the crotch thrusts uh and a Bayern leverkusen <laughs> team that did lose some of the pieces a couple pieces that they had in the off in the off season but still always a solid team that comes out of germany I, I kind of and I, I like picked them to be dark horses for the Bundesliga. Yeah. So I, I think they're going to make waves in this in this group. Um, I think that wait, they, wait, 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 you mean dark horses what way in the Bundesliga? Not for like the, just not the, for the, the fourth favorite yeah, team. OK, yeah, yeah, that they were the fourth favorite team, like outside of the big three that we talked about. Um, but yeah, I think that this group is is kind of wide open. I mean, just in the sense that like. I don't. I don't think it's a guarantee. I, I. I could see how people think Juventus is guaranteed to get out, but I. I don't think any of the other teams are guaranteed to get out. I, I think Atletico Madrid. I think they're going to be focusing on the league this year. I don't think that they have Champions League aspirations this year. You know, they have. They've made some big moves in their squad. You know, uh, Griezmann and Rodri being the the big ones that left, and then you know João Felix coming in and uh, Marcos Llorente. So yeah, bringing in Griezmann to replace. Uh, Felix or Felix to replace Griezmann and then Marcus Llorente to replace Rodri. Um, I don't know how that's going to work out, but it seems like they've started well in the league, and I can't see them, uh, you know, being all gun ho and and trying to go deep into the Champions League. I'm sure they'll still try and do well in this group, but I think I think Lokomotiv Moscow aren't pushovers, and you know, okay, man, an away trip to Russia is always hard. And I think Leverkusen, yeah, I think they could they could finish second in this group. Atletico have, you know, faltered before in the Champions League and like dropped down to Europa. And it's happened a couple times with them under Simeone that they haven't either the their performance has dropped off either in the league or in Europe, depending on, you know, they can't always keep it up on all fronts. So, you know, I'm I, I don't know if I'm gonna be bold enough to call call it yet, but what what are you gonna say, Alex? You're you're kinda of giving me a condescending. No, I, mean, I just think you're approaching what you, it what, what do you want to say? I think you're approaching it from completely the wrong uh mindset. I'm approaching it completely from the mindset that Atletico are winning the group and that it's between Juve and Bayer Leverkusen for the second spot. Cause Wow I mean that's not that's not really a wow you're just factor. Like my Zhao Felix, he's a god. It's it's not a, it's not a wow at all. Honestly it's a layup and I'm pretty sure every every person who's looking at this like objectively is thinking that while Juventus are a, a, like adjusting and adapting to Maurizio Sarri's style, there's there's a team in their group that's just as good as them talent wise. That's perfectly set up tactically to take advantage of every single one of the weaknesses that that adjustment pretty much presents. You know, Atletico they're fine in that first game at the Wanda Metropolitano where they beat Juve two 0 last year, uh, and uh, a Juve team that was much more solid defensively. I think that sets up well for them to, to, to beat Juve. Meanwhile, Bayer Leverkusen are going to be playing. Who's the other team in the group? Why am I blanking? They, they have a home game, basically, against Lokomotiv Moscow to start. So right right then, I'm, I pretty much think it's going to be Leverkusen, Atletico, and Atletico Madrid with three points to start this group. 
and Juve are working from uh, from behind immediately after that. I, no, I don't think it's going to be like a huge struggle, and I, I wouldn't be that like that worried if I was Juventus because there, there is obviously a ton of depth there to rotate between the the league and uh, Champions League games. The Leverkusen don't necessarily have; they've got young players instead. Um, trying to, to trying to make that adjustment, um, but but I think it is uh, it is kind of a worry for. Uh, for this Juventus team that's got a big problem on their hands in the league as well with uh, Inter and Napoli. So, I mean, all the things you said about Atletico, Juve have the same problems in terms of where they should yeah, push they do. their we focus. Did, we didn't talk about a ton about Juve, um, but I think that their title race, is just, it's going to be easier than the, than the than the than the Bayerns, for example, or Atletico's. I think, like, I think Italy I think is It's all about be, the same. I think you think that Real Madrid and Barcelona competing with Atletico, and then um, no, no, that's Germany. that's that's I, I the think toughest. It's similar to Germany, but it's I don't similar think, to Germany. Is it's what like I'm saying. Spain. Yeah, you, you said Bayern Munich first. Germany. I think it's tougher than Germany because look, I mean, there's no manager who's proven they've been able to. That look, there's no manager in Germany who's proven they can win titles. You have that in Italy. You have Antonio Conte. Like Conte was the one who got Juve on this insane winning run, and now he's managing a pretty strong Inter team. You've got a pretty strong Na- Napoli team down in the south. I, I think you've got a different perspective in Italy than you do in those other two countries because you have managers who've actually won league titles. What are the, where in Germany is that? Where in France is that? Like I, I think I think that outside of England and Spain, the toughest race is easily in Italy and I, I don't even think that's a conversation. Uh and I agree with you, Alex. I think the transition for Juve is going to be a huge factor. You've got a couple new players coming in, you've got a huge system change. They're going to be they're going to change philosophy as well. Things are changing in Juventus. They're staying the same in Atletico. That's why I think they easily win the group. I think Juve win the win second, but watch out for this for this this Bayer Leverkusen team. I'm looking at this lineup. There's a lot of guys who are really solid players, and a lot on the young side. Like I love Kai Havertz. Watch out for that kid. He's going to be a stud before Liverpool come in and sweep him up for next year for 120 million. Uh, Leon Bailey solid. <laughs> Kamir Demarbai is going to is solid. Uh, I, I love Bella Robbie. He's a solid player, as is Kevin Volland. Like, there's a lot of guys here who have played for both national team, have played in, good, in big games. If Juve really get off and struggle in this group, I think Leverkusen are going to give them every – going to make it as hard as humanly possible. Yeah, I just I – so, You guys both think that it's going to be trouble for Juve, then, and I think it's going to be trouble for Atletico. So this could be an open group. Yeah. This could be like this could be a group where maybe something crazy happens and one of those two teams doesn't make it through uh, the stage and everyone's like, "What the answer hell?" Answer a question for me: yeah. What is Maurizio Sarri's best midfield for his style of play at Juventus right now? Because you know he's sticking with the four-three-three flat three with the deepest player. That's obviously Pjanic, and those le- those left and right players. Who is it? Oh yeah, and they uh, no Emre Chan on that. No Emre Chan on the Juve Champions League squad. Yeah, that was. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it's Ramsey. I feel like if you play Ramsey in 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 a midfield and sorry system, it's too unbalanced. I don't know. Maybe he can be the 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 ten like the the role that Angolo was playing, but I don't don't think he's defensively like strong enough and has enough. Um, you know, he definitely he probably has the tank to do it. He can probably run enough, but I don't know. That's I, that's my point. Is that the midfields that they have to choose from are good midfielders? Obviously, they've won the last like six or seven league titles, but Blaise Matuidi, Emre Chan, who, like you said, Andrew, isn't in the Champions League squad, but will play in uh, in Syria. Uh, Sammy Kadira stayed. Pjanic is probably the Bentancur, best suited. Probably. Bentancur. 
yeah, I, 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 he's he's promising at least. Um, and then maybe possibly Dybala dropping in to be that most attacking third midfielder. But it's it's kind of all up in the air right now. And Did you mention Rabiot? Uh, no, I did not. So, yeah, there's a lot of players that even if they do, like on paper, seem like they could be suited to Sarri's system, we have to see them do it. And, he, you know, to start the season, he hasn't really been as involved with the team as as maybe Juve fans hope for with that whole, uh, what was it? Uh, pneumonia thing that he got pneumonia like a week or two before the season started had to miss the first uh, the first game from it so I mean it might just be a case of I haven't seen it yet I I just I don't see all of like the pieces there in place as the transfer windows closed to really convince me that it's going to be like a roaring success right away at Juve I I have no doubt that they'll challenge for the league and probably even win the league this year um, even with like some difficulty with that but, but and I have no doubt that further on that it's going to be successful. It's just in the immediate like for these six games in the Champions League. I think they're going to struggle initially and then uh, scrape second. So uh, it's going to, it's probably one of the more interesting groups though for sure. I, yeah, I'm still going to go Atleti Juve, uh, but I don't sleep on Bayer Leverkusen. I think I think there's some money to win thanks to Bayer Leverkusen. They're going to make some oversit. I'll tell I'll tell you that. It's a little teaser for our Champions League. Gambling friends. Also, those Juve Bayer Leverkusen games are going to be balls to the wall attack. Peter Bosch and uh, Sorry just have no. They don't even coach defense. All they're coaching is what we're going to do on the ball and what we're going to do to win the ball back in their half. So those games are going to be they're going to be firecrackers for sure. Four four. I kind of love it. Kind of love it. All right, guys. Just want to wrap it up real quick. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. We'll have another pod coming out shortly where we recap the rest of the groups for alex and javier i'm andrew follow us on twitter at andrew passaro at asmos92 at ghost goal pod at javier rev9 until next time Bye.